Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome again, Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. And what a remarkable week we've had. Lots of shooting going on, not a whole lot of hunting, at least not here in the United States. Um, I guess there's some going on around the world. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys I'm hearing from down in Argentina having a blast. Uh, you know, it's wintertime down there, and uh, boy, I'm at the point that I wish it was wintertime up here. Uh, you know, I'm in southeast Georgia, and uh, you know, my, uh, my my producer online here is out in Phoenix, Arizona. I, th- I think it might be hotter in South Georgia right now than it is out in Phoenix. Uh, we've had uh, we've had 100, 101, 102 days with the humidity, and it's brutal. Uh, you know, my, um, my my heart goes out to those folks in the Midwest who are having the, the flooding issues. I uh, uh, actually spoke with um, a good friend of mine that works for one of our show partners in the Greeny Cases uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, they're they're over in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and uh, uh, they've had a lot of flooding with the Arkansas River, and uh, you know it's it's really 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 been tough and uh, you know our thoughts and prayers go out to those folks and uh, and hope everything's going to be okay but uh, wow you know not a great deal going on in the industry right now um, they actually had do have an industry summit coming up um, in Colorado Springs here next week that the National Shooting Sports Foundation is putting on and and basically what that is is you know, that's all of the, the industry leaders, uh, the people, the manufacturers, the range owners, you know, folks like that all get together and uh, it's kind of a big think tank. And, uh, you know, if anything magical comes out of that, we'll be reporting it here as, you know, pretty much as soon as it happens. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that uh, uh, some some good news will come out of that, uh, that particular event. Uh, I know this weekend, the Ducks Unlimited uh, national convention is going on over in Hawaii. Uh, you know that's that's got to be tough for those folks that are over there, but uh, I know they're going to have a great time. And you know we've got a lot of shooting going on. Uh, you know trap skeet sporting is really cranked up. Uh, we're really getting into the youth shooting right now. And um, uh, just to give you for instance, you know I live in the state of Georgia. A couple of weeks ago, we had the Georgia State 4-H Modified Trap event uh, that was held up in Middle Georgia, and uh, you know these kids have to have to qualify with a with a, a minimum score, and uh, they had 1,046 kids participate in that event. Uh, this past weekend, um, over at Far City Gun Club, my personal uh, um, gun club, uh, the Georgia State 4-H Trap Skeet Sporting Clays event was held where a lot of the a lot of teams that, that shoot all of those those different disciplines show up. They had about 225 kids and a and a bunch of shooters and uh, uh, you know they shot those kids were shooting everything. I mean they shot sporting, they shot skeet, they shot traps. So uh, you know that was a that was a really busy busy event. It lasted a couple of days and you know the temperatures were <laughs> were over 100 uh, then too. Um, 
you know, coming up here in a few weeks, the um, Minnesota State High School trap shoot. Uh, you know, I've talked about that shoot on this show uh, in the past. It's at the uh, Alexandria Shooting Park in Alexandria, Minnesota. 8,500 kids will participate in that over nine days. That's a high school event. That's the largest clay target event held anywhere in the world. And uh, shortly after that, the Scholastic Clay Target Program will have their national championship up at uh, the Cardinal Shooting Park up in Marengo, Ohio, just north of Columbus. Uh, They'll have about 3,500 kids participate in that. So, you know, anybody that doesn't think there's a lot going on with you shooting is sadly mistaken because, boy, that's uh, that's really, really the case. Um, We've got some some great uh, sporting clays events coming up. You know, uh, very soon the Hardy Classic up at the Shooting Academy up in Pennsylvania uh, is, is going on May 31 to June 2nd. Uh, Pat Litsky, a, a good friend who I had on the show a few weeks ago, uh, is having his third annual Kohler Arms Classic up at Bald Mountain, uh, his range up in uh, uh, Lake Orion, Michigan. And then there's some state shoots coming up also. Um the Oklahoma State is uh, is June 1. Montana State is the 6th through the 9th over at Big Sky in Polson, a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, New Hampshire has their sporting clays at the 20th Skeet and Clays in Hookset, New Hampshire, uh, on the 9th. The Georgia State Championship, you know, my state at Big Red Oak Plantation in Gay, Georgia, they hosted the U.S. Open uh, a couple of years ago, and, and that was very successful. They do a great job at that uh, at that particular club. Uh, that shoot is the 12th through the 16th. So if you're looking for what's coming up, mynsca.com for sporting clays, mynssa.com for skeet shooting, and shootata.com for trap shooting. And uh, you get a lot of information on those three sites. Now, before I bring on my guest today, I, uh, I want to tell everybody that uh, – you know, the, the first portion of our show that we're doing is brought to you by my good friends over at the Crushable Vault. You know, they've got a new field collection uh, set of products and, uh, you know, wax cotton canvas and, you know, with, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the field case in, in pecan or black walnut. And I'm telling you, it's, it's beautiful. And then they've got a ballistic nylon case also that's jet black. But, you know, if you don't know about... The, the Crushable Vault. By all means, go to crushablevault.com. Uh, these guys have a, a product out that that you can uh, have put an internal locking system on and, and lock those cases in your truck, in the back of your SUV, in the back of your car. And I can tell you right now, you don't have to worry about anybody stealing your guns out of your vehicle because they, they will not be removed. The good news is that in less than 30 seconds, you can remove them with the uh, with the available keys. So, by all means, go take a look at uh, the Crushable Vault products at crushablevault.com. If you see anything on there you like, and you go to the uh, to the cash out page, there's a little box there that's uh, a little promo box. Type in the word Marty M A R T Y. That's my name, and you'll get an immediate 10% discount on your purchase. CrushableVault.com. It's worth a look, believe me. Now, I want to bring on my first guest. Well, I say first guest, my only guest. You know, the last time I had this gentleman on the show, I had two guests, and we didn't get a chance to talk nearly as much as I wanted to. Um, 
I've known Dan Schindler from the Paragon School of Sporting for oh my gosh, I don't. I think Dan and I probably met back about 1990. Uh, when I first got involved in the clay target industry full-time uh, as the head of the of club in Georgia called Cherokee Rose Sporting Club. And um, uh, Dan uh, was in the industry. He was a shooter. He, uh, uh, you know, he and I talked about, about him moving into uh, becoming a, a full-time instructor. And, and uh, you know, my advice to him was to go for it. And uh, I've got to tell you, he has absolutely gone for it in a very, very big way. Uh, so I want to welcome Dan Schindler back to the show. And Dan, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry we got cut short the last time you were on the show, but I promise you, buddy, today we've got time to talk about a little bit of everything. So Dan Schindler, welcome to Winging Clay Nation. And thank you, Marty, and no apology necessary. Uh, I very much appreciate the opportunity uh, to share my views on your program. Thank you. Well, it, it's certainly it's certainly my pleasure. And, you know, we, you and I, have, we've talked back and forth about a number of different things. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll preface your first comments with, uh, I had Wendell Cherry on the show, you know, uh, a couple of months ago. And Wendell, you know, is uh, with with without question, one of the finest clay target competitors anywhere in the world. I mean, this guy is remarkable, but he's also an instructor. And he, he made the comment uh, during the show, and he said, you know, Marty, it took me 10 years of coaching to figure out that everybody that took lessons from me didn't want to be me. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's so, a lot of wisdom so many, in there, Mark. Yeah, I mean, there's so many guys out there. You know, and, and right now I got a statistic the other day: sports shooting and recreational shooting. Fifty-two million people in the United States are engaged in some type of shooting. That's not all shotgun, but a bunch of it is. And and Dan, you know what what you've made your your life at, and and I, I really applaud you for this. Is you welcome all comers. I mean, you work with guys that literally have never fired a gun all the way up to people that are really trying to get to the very, very top competitively. Yes, I have. And I, and I, I think, um, you know, I, I want you to talk a little bit about Paragon and, and, uh, and, and what you do. I mean, obviously, um, uh, you know, you get phone calls all the time from people saying, hey, I need some help. I've got all sorts of problems. So why don't you, you know, for, in a few minutes, walk me, walk me through that process. When you get a phone call from a guy, you know, how, how does that conversation typically go? Well, with your permission, uh, Marty, um, there is something I'd like to say before I start talking about instruction. Absolutely. Um, and that is, I want to sincerely congratulate David Radulovich on his win at the U.S. Open. That uh, is a truly, truly great accomplishment and something many, many people aspire to. Congratulations, David. Well, you know, he's, he's won that three times now. And, um, you know, I mean, the guy's <clears throat> obviously got a talent and he's been able to channel it. And, and you know, uh, uh, we as instructors, uh, you know, have people who aspire to, to those levels, just as we have people who call you so, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I just want to hit more targets to somebody that says, I've never shot a gun. Can you help me? Agreed. Well, as, as a full-time, a very busy coach, um, I'd like to share my views on the differences between something that I call gentleman's coaching and a formal lesson. 
Okay, and, and, and we've got we've got a we've got about two or three minutes, and then we'll take a break. But we're gonna we'll continue on with that, Dan. But uh, go ahead and let's 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 talk about that because uh, you know that's that's great terminology that I think a lot of folks would want to talk talk to about. Okay, um, gentlemen's coaching is something that uh, we do as instructors when we work with corporate groups and social groups. Uh, it is a noble assignment for any instructor uh, working with a, uh, a family reunion, a birthday party, a corporate group, BMW, Michelin Tire. They come to the gun, to my gun club all the time. And there are two objectives there. First is safety, of course. And then the second objective is entertainment. I want to say that word again, entertainment. There is no formal training taking place. So what that means is before the group arrives, if I'm going to be, have a small group, I'll go by myself. If there's a large group, I'll have other instructors at the gun club. We will go out and set up those trap machines to throw what I call can't-miss targets, literally. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they're incoming. They're outgoing. The springs are set at the slowest possible speed. Uh, hang time on every clay target is about 11 minutes. They can shoot at it, and they're going to break a ton of targets, and they do. The group comes in, we take them out, and everyone has a great time. The problem with gentlemen's coaching is there is no formal instruction going on. Now, where that gets folks in trouble is the person who is calling on the phone and they are asking for formal instruction. They're asking to improve their shooting. They're frustrated that they're missing targets. They're frustrated because they're inconsistent and they don't know why. They're frustrated because they're hitting targets and they don't know why. They put their ego in a drawer and they're asking for help. What happens, unfortunately, too many times in our industry is that person, that student, will sign up for a lesson with an instructor. They will go to that lesson and then what they what they will go through is gentlemen's coaching the traps will be set up where the person can break as many targets as possible the shooter will go through that lesson they'll break targets have a great time go home under the illusion that they've actually improved their shooting when they haven't Okay, let, I'll tell you what, let's take a break here real quick and we're going to pick up when we come back on that because you know that <laughs> You're so right, and, uh, and 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 I think we can 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 expound on that a little bit, and then get into the real formal side of coaching. So, folks, stay tuned. Wing and Clay Nation will be right back with Dan Schindler after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We'll be right back. 
You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back to Wing and Clay Nation. I'm here with uh, Dan Schindler of the Paragon School of Sporting, and we are talking shop. And believe me, we're getting ready to talk some serious, serious shop. But I do want to tell you this. If you are a social media type person, by all means, please come uh, visit our our website, wingandclayradio.com. And if you're a Facebook guy or gal, Facebook.com slash wingandclayradio.com. We'd love to have you come in and like us and share. And, uh, you know, we've got some great things going on, on um, uh, not only on the website, but also on, uh, on, uh, on our social media pages. And before we jump back with Dan, I, I do want to say this. Uh, uh, you know, this portion is going to be brought to you by my good friends over at Negrini Cases. Now, Negrini Cases has been around for, for about 35 years. And, and for those of you who have... Oh, I don't know if you've got uh, Berettas, Benelli's, Blossers, Browning, Cesar, Garini, Parazzi's, you know, guns like that. Uh, there's a good chance that the case that the gun came in is actually made by Negrini. But I'll tell you something. Negrini has got some some upgrade cases, and, uh, you know, that's that's what I use, and I can promise you they are absolutely spectacular. You know, I used to have an aluminum case that was just as heavy as it could be, uh, especially when I put two guns in it. Well, Negrini's got uh, a, a patented double-wall ABS technology case that is bumper crash tested. You know, I mean, they have really tested these things. They're 65% lighter than most aluminum gun cases, and cases are absolutely beautiful. You know, they're made in Italy. Uh, they've got beautiful Italian leather, beautiful, beautiful upholstery on the inside. Uh, so not only not only can you shoot well, you're going to really look good, too, you know, coming and going. And uh, the best thing is all of these cases are TSA approved and uh, just a great, great product. So go to negrinicases.com. Look around a little bit. I think you'll find something there that you like if you do. Promo box at the end. Type in Marty as you're making a purchase of uh, anything over 200 bucks, and they will send you at their cost, free shipping, uh, their new 100-round uh, waterproof ammo case. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful case. So check them out, negrinicases.com. Now, back to my buddy Dan. Now, Dan, you know, before we... Uh, Got away just a, a, a couple of minutes ago. We were talking about gentlemen's coaching, and you know sometimes the expectation that people may have that say, "Hey, I took a shooting lesson," but you know, uh, like you said, you know, we we do gentlemen's coaching. We set up really soft targets. We just want people to hit stuff. Now, when a guy wants a formal lesson, that's a little bit of a different animal because things are totally different, aren't they? Yes, that's that's exactly right, Marty. And we we discuss this with uh, the folks who call here on the phone, uh, my wife Cheryl and myself, and I'm not going to say every phone call. That's not true, but it's very, very common for us to have shooters call. They're inquiring about taking lessons, and we hear that they've already been through one or two, and sometimes three different instruction lessons, 
and they're not going anywhere. And I don't want to point a finger at the instructor. I have no idea what what the shooter is doing or not doing. But we, Cheryl and I, we do talk about gentlemen's coaching so that they understand that that's not what we're going to provide. That's not what I provide in my formal lessons. Mm-hmm. And then I explain what gentlemen's coaching is, and that's when we hear from the person on the phone, that's exactly what I went through. Um, so it's something that instructors need to be aware of. The public, shooting public needs to be aware of. The people who are thinking about taking lessons should be aware. Uh, as I said earlier, gentlemen's coaching, it's a very noble assignment for an instructor, but it should never be a substitute for formal instruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, because there, there is a huge difference. I mean, when you, when you really and truly start breaking a shooter down, uh, and you don't do that during the gentleman's thing. Well, you don't have the time. I mean, they're there. They're typically there with a, you know, a lot of times with a, a, a group of people. And, you know, again, all you're wanting them to do is have some fun. I mean, it's almost like an introduction to the game to uh, to get them to like it so that, you know, then, you know, water seeks its own level. And, you know, some just want to do that and some want to go a little bit further along. And, uh, you know, once you get into the formal side of things, you know, the, you um, uh, the instructor actually has some obligations, you know, as, as an instructor. And uh, why don't you talk about what you think those are, Dan? Because, uh, you know, realistically, uh, the instructor obligation here is something that's real. And if those if instructors are not providing this, uh, people are just wasting their money. Uh, I agree, Marty. Um, once a student expresses a desire uh, to improve his or her shooting, they make that clear up front. After safety, of course, the instructor has one primary mission, and that's to prepare our students to succeed after their lesson, none of which, of course, takes place during gentlemen's coaching. Mm -hmm. That means that for a formal lesson, an instructor now has incurred obligations. Um, If it's okay with you, I'd like to run down a short list of of what some of those obligations are. Mm -hmm. Okay. First obligation would be to discuss with the student uh, problems, issues, concerns, etc. cetera. Uh, open up a Q&A where the instructor can get to know the shooter and listen to why they came. Okay? And the next obligation is to ask the student what is the number one most important thing that you want to accomplish today before going home. And just like Wendell said, and I had to laugh when you told me that, that's a great story. Uh, God bless you, Wendell. Um, took him 10 years to figure out not everybody wanted to do the same things he did. Um, I'm not Wendell Cherry, but it took me the same amount of time. And when I first started, I thought everybody wanted to be a national champion. And that's how I went. I'm going back 35 years ago, a long time ago. And then I, too, I learned that. And when I'm working with um, my instructors, that I'm certifying, they're going through their instructor cert class, I teach them to ask that question so that they know, they hear from the person sitting in front of them, what is the most important thing they want to accomplish today? That's extremely important. Then after that, we get that done, we start to get into the lesson a little bit, and the instructor needs to go over gun fit, make sure that there are no major problems, small problems, uh, their workarounds. It's not going to affect the lesson, but if there's a big problem, we need to find that out before we go outside. Okay, eye dominance, oh boy, here we go. 
This is something we can talk about for days and days, uh, and it's very, very common. And instructors, they need to know all the steps on being able to diagnose uh, eye dominance issues. Ammunition, uh, I'm a firm believer in lighter loads. Uh, I don't allow my students to arrive with very, very fast loads, uh, 1250, 1300, 1400 feet per second. I'm sorry. Again, we can have a long conversation about that. We'll skip that for another day. Um, once we move over to the shooting range, safety, of course, is always the first priority. Um, here, now that we're on the range, this is what I feel are the instructors instructor's obligations to make sure our student is being prepared to succeed after returning home because there'll be no instructor standing behind them to help. Uh, First step would be to introduce the setup and swing steps, the fundamentals. In my opinion, they are what I call the non-negotiable basics. Um, Marty, I'd like to take about 30 seconds here and go to step Step aside here just for a second and spend a moment talking about why I called the fundamentals and basics, why I called them non-negotiables. I'm looking at a sheet of paper here in front of me that goes into a folder that I hand to every student. There's there's numerous documents in that folder when we start a lesson, but this this particular sheet is very important. And the numbers I'm about to quote, they're also available uh, in my third book, uh, Beyond the Target. What I'm talking about is random gun movement. And what I'm referring to is how much movement at the muzzle, measuring an error at the muzzle, how much latitude do we have? How much error at at the muzzle can we get away with and still break the target? Let me give you real quickly here. Let's talk about a one inch error at the muzzle during the swing just a one-inch mistake. At 30 yards, which is a very common distance for all our sporting clay targets, we just missed the target by two feet. At 40 yards, we've missed the target by three feet. If we make a two-inch error at the muzzle in our swing, at 20 yards, we just missed the target by three feet. At 30 yards, we just missed the target by four feet. These small movements, these errors have to be corrected. So when we talk about the fundamentals and we talk about the basics, I want my student to understand that precision plays a critical, critical role in establishing consistency and breaking targets on a regular basis. Well, it's a goal, you know, and the goal is to be perfect. And, you know, that's, you know, and, and I mean, that's a crazy way of saying it, but that in, in reality is what it is. And, and to be perfect, you don't have the latitude to move that gun around and make those muzzle errors because everything, frankly, is exponential from the point of origin. And that's the reason that one inch as the distance increases, the miss distance increases. You know, I mean, that's Absolutely just, right, that's just the way it Thank is. You. So, uh, you know, and, and, and when you say that, Dan, you know, and, and I don't think a lot of folks really realize how important it is to when you establish a, a, a whole point position, you better go back to that same place time after time after time if it's the right spot on that particular uh, target presentation. Because if you if you don't, you know, any any move contrary to what was perfect is exactly what you were talking about. It's 
you know, it's an inch wrong, it's two inches wrong, whatever. And then you've got to, then the shooter's got to make that up. And most of the time, they can't make it up. Right. Uh, your folks like Wendell Cherry and um, Anthony Matarese and David Radulovich and Dan Carlisle and these people, I like to call them the big dogs. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you stand behind any one of these big dog competitors and you watch them in competition, you will see how slow and precise they are. I didn't say careful. That's the wrong word. But they are slow and they are very precise with their movement. Um, that's because they know mistakes at the muzzle in that movement. It's going to cost them a target. And uh, they very rarely make those mistakes. That's why they put those those good scores up, which brings mm-hmm. us back full circle to our instructor having an obligation to be able to diagnose the shooter's swing be able to see those errors, and that basically starts the lesson into now having the student observe those errors, and now we're on our way into some of the basics and the fundamentals. Well, that is exactly, exactly, exactly right. And you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, what's 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 important is, you know, can you be perfect for ten seconds at a time? You know, and 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 that's where that focus is. And you know, because a lot of times, you know, somebody's going to say something or whatever, and a guy turns around. But when you turn that head back around, you've got to be perfect again and go right back to that perfect hole point, that perfect visual pickup spot, that perfect. Um, insertion point, uh, the perfect lead picture to make all of this stuff happen. And then we, we're up on another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to pick up on exactly where we are right now and talk a lot more shop and, and a lot more uh, specifics on how, to, how, to, how shooters can actually do that. So folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Wing and Clay Nation after these messages. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. And boy, we're having a great conversation here with uh, my buddy Dan Schindler. And and Dan's one of these guys... Um, uh, and, and I'm going to try to get the terminology right here as I see it. You know, there are shooters who coach, and there are coaches who shoot a little bit. 
And I think Dan's probably at the point where he's at the coaches who get to shoot just a little bit these days because, you know, this is a guy that is a full-time coach. I mean, he's not out running the running the target circuit and, you know, and going to different places and trying to win championships every week and things like that. I mean, this is a guy who uh, is, is very well grounded, uh, who has people coming to him, coming to his place. And, you know, when you're doing that, uh, you know, you're in you're in the business full time. And Dan, I, I, my, I tip my hat to you. My shooting school, you know, still travels around a little bit. But you've uh, you've got your, you've got your roots put in one spot. And um, and I and I really appreciate the the way the way that uh, that that you're you're handling your school and bringing in the uh, bringing in students. And I also want to talk a little bit about your instructor school before we get away from here. But let's let's pick up back where we were. Um, you know, we're talking about the formal training and and uh, you know the the exponential room that we have for misses. But uh, you know, once once we understand all of those things, what's the next step that you that you take a shooter on? Okay. Well, Marty, I want to bring our focus back around to what I think is the key word here, and that is pre- preparation. Uh, when a student arrives for a lesson and they're at, they put their ego in a drawer and they're asking for help, they've got they have issues and they don't they have all these questions and they don't have any answers. It is critically important that the instructor set up a session to not only answer their teach them the fundamentals and basics and answer their questions, but be able to clarify for them exactly what they need to be doing and then during that lesson have that student implementing those methods methods having that student implement those steps and the the purpose of that whole process is to prepare that student don't let that student go home until that student can stand there and solo that method solo those steps on their mm-hmm. own because when the lesson is over and that individual leaves, that means the instructor is not going to be standing behind them, and that person has to be able to walk into that shooting box and be prepared. So what is it that they have to be prepared for? Okay, that brings us into my next instructor obligation. Once the student begins to see what they are actually doing over their muzzle, what's actually taking place over their barrel, they're going to begin to see their own mistakes. They're going to mm-hmm. actually see the error in the swing. They have to be able to see that error. And the reason for that is because the student needs to learn how to self-correct. If the instructor is not teaching the student how to self-correct, then when the student goes home and misses a target and they don't know how to self-correct, they're lost and they're confused. Yes. So we miss something critically important in the lesson. Then the next step is the student seeing not just whether the bird broke or not, but why the bird broke. If it was an accident, if the person got lucky and they made a swing error and they broke the bird, if they don't correct the error, what are the odds that the next target's going to break if they repeat that error? Well, very slim. So that, correct. So... If they did it incorrectly and the bird broke, they need to see that error. If they did it correctly, they now have a visual image 
of what that swing should look like, and they can repeat the successful shot. If a student's not learning how to self-correct, and if the student's not learning how to repeat the correct successful shot, those two critical obligations that the instructor has during the lesson, if those obligations are not met, if the student doesn't learn those things, they're not prepared to go home and continue working on their own. They're not. You know, and, and, and Dan, and, and here's, <clears throat> here's where they really get in trouble, too. You know, they'll go, they'll go without the instructor. They'll, they'll go shoot, whether it be in a competition or just go shoot with their buddies. And if they can't repeat the process, you know, if it's, if it's not repeatable, and the one thing about English sporting is it's a repeatable game. I mean, they're going to give you three, four, five pairs of the same targets and you know and if you can break the first pair and you do it right you should be able to break the next two three or four but what happens is when they they run into a problem you know shooters are you know they tend to be engaging i mean you know everybody's willing to give you some help and uh you know and the bad part about that is a lot of times it's not help because uh you know your your shooting buddies most of the they don't typically shoot exactly like you do um you know they're going to say they're going to more than anything tell you where you missed the target and then as an instructor you know where you missed it doesn't matter why you missed it is what matters and they can't help you yeah the, the mistake took you're right marty the mistake took place inside the shooting box not out mm-hmm. of the target. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, to, to get that repeatability, um, you know, they, it, I mean, and it takes a really, really good instructor to be able to communicate that, Dan. And I think you know that because, you know, so often you have people that show up that have taken lessons from, from other instructors that can't repeat anything. And and they're just totally lost, and and I I have that, and and that's 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 no flying the ointment on any other instructor. It's just that, you know, that that repeatability that we're talking about just wasn't put into the into the the, the steps of the of the of the motion. I mean, it's it's right. not the same, and that's what right. we have we as instructors have to put into place. For everyone, you're right, Marty. For everyone climbing this skill ladder. Our mission isn't to see how many targets we can break in a row. That's not the mission. Our mission is to see how many times in a row we can precisely follow the steps and build the same swing that breaks the target, Mm -hmm. putting all our attention on our setup and then our swing steps and our tasks, not the shot outcomes. You know, and the the crazy part about this, and, and, you know, they they forever want to refer to uh, the, the sporting clays game, for instance, and this 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 applies to trap, skeet, sporting feet. This applies to everything, Dan. It's not just sporting clays, but you know, sporting for years has been called golf with a shotgun. And you know, I mean, we could probably learn something from from the golf community because I can promise you, when those pros step up on that tee box, they're not modifying that that swing to you know. If they do, they'll be hitting the balls all over the place, and that's not what they're looking for. What they're trying to do is make it repeatable so that it's exactly the same thing every time. And as instructors in the shooting game, that's what we're asking our students to do as well. Right. Very understandably, Marty, so many people put all the emphasis on X's. Uh The total focus is on break the target, break the target. 
here's one of my favorite sayings. If we don't follow the recipe, the cake won't turn out right. Yes. There are <laughs> steps. There are <laughs> fundamentals. So there are basics that we have. We, we, if we're going to move our score up, if we're going to move our performance up, if we're going to move our game up, none of which is required. We can all just go out and shoot and have fun. Okay, There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if we decide we want our scores to go up, if we want to become more consistent, if we want to move our game up, okay, then the fundamentals and the basics, they're non-negotiable. Well, and the, and the beauty of, of, of a, a, a true shooting coach, if that coach is going to spend time making sure that those basic fundamentals are as solid as they can be because the moment we have any any wavering in our fundamental process, we start to miss targets. And, you know, and if you can't self-correct, then you're back to square one. Yes, lost and confused. Not a criticism, just a statement. Yes, and, and you know, and I, and I know, uh, you know, uh, you and I have been teaching, I guess, about the same number of time, you know, time, you know, I'm, I'm three decades or whatever, in which it doesn't seem to, that it's possible that it, can, that it can be that long. But, you know, so many of the shooters that I have had, and, I, and I've been very fortunate, I've, you know, I've helped develop some, you know, some, some folks that won national championships and world championships and, and all-American shooters. But by and large, most of the people that I coach don't have those aspirations. I mean, one, they can't, they don't have the money, they don't have the time, they don't have the commitment. They just want to shoot better. They just want to hit more targets. They want to go out with their buddies and and be better at the game. And that, I think, is a, you know, as instructors, that's a big, big part of um, uh, of what we've got to bring to the table so that we we know where, we know where the, the hot buttons all we know when to we know when to push we know when to back off and uh, you know because personalities and and you know, I can talk to you a little bit about that too I mean and the mental game too Dan I mean you're you're kind of a mental guy uh, talk to me for a couple of minutes about the about the mental side of shooting you know everybody wonders about that but uh, you you rarely find anybody that can talk about it oh boy. Have you opened up Pandora's box? <laughs> I'm well aware that I have, but we're, we, you know, we, like I say, this is not a filibuster, so right. we can't talk forever. Well, but let's, let's get some at, at the risk at, at the risk of being accused of oversimplifying the whole mental game. What has helped my students tremendously over the years is I'm not saying that the task is easy to accomplish, but the task is easy to understand. And it's simple. And that is moving the shooter's attention away from the outcome and focusing on the task in front of them on that particular target. If the person can stay focused on that task, it becomes so much easier to discard all the distractions and stay focused on exactly what they are about to do with that shotgun. It all fits into the pre-shot routine. And moving our attention, increasing our attention, increasing the focus on the tasks in front of us, on the target on the A-trap, and what our tasks are going to have to be on the coming off the, the B-trap, having an image of what that swing's going to look like, staying focused on those steps, helps tremendously. And I will tell you here on, in a public forum, 
sometimes I get some criticism on that. And mm-hmm. that th- there needs to be more focus on breaking the target. Well, that depends upon where a shooter is in their skill development. If they're further out, if they're all the way up there where the big dog shooter is, then I would agree that we can shift that attention a little more towards breaking the target because now the tasks have become instinctive. They've become automated. There's there's 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 shells that have been invested in repeating and reinforcing those basics and those fundamentals. So they're not wrong. They're right. But I'm saying the majority of people are not a big dog. We're all climbing that, that skill ladder, and when they go into competition, if they, during their practice sessions and in competition, learning how to move their attention over to their specific tasks on the A target and the B target, it, it just helps them tremendously. Well, it, and, it, and it does, Dan, and you're absolutely right. Hey, we're up on our last break right now, and we're going to take that, and when we come back, um, <clears throat> you know, we may do a, a little bit more on the, on the mental thing, but I also want to talk, talk about your, uh, your instructor program and, and the school itself and talk a little bit about your books. So, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys are tackling Habitat for Hunters and wildlife land management. Jim and Trav will be joined by Old Man Winter, Terry Drury, co-host of Bo Madness and Drury's 13, plus David Morris with Tecamati Whitetail Nation, and Carly Julian from The Brigade on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Jim and Trav's Habitat for Hunters discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back to Wing and Clay Nation. And boy, you know, it, the time really flies. And, and Dan Schindler, man, I'm telling you, we have had some serious shop talk here and uh, lots and lots and lots of really, really good information. And, and uh, I will say this before we, before we get away here uh, on the show. Uh, this last segment is brought to you by my good buddies at ESP, Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, every time you shoot a gun without, without your ears protected, you're assaulting them. I mean, you really are. I mean, shotgun blast is 140, 150 decibels, and, you know, anything over 90, you're starting to get some hearing damage. So, you know, ESP, custom-made for your ears. Uh, digital electronics allows you to have a, a normal conversation, uh, but also anything over 90 decibels starts to block that out. Uh, so you really protect your ears. Uh, give those guys a look. Uh, it's what I wear. It's what I've been wearing for more than two decades. ESPAmerica.com. And I promise you, 
you get some ESPs to put in your ears, you will thank me and you will be really thankful down the road that um, uh, your ears have been protected with all of that shooting going on. So, Dan, let's get back to um, back to where we were. You know, we talked, man, we I mean, we talked about all sorts of things here. We talked about uh, gentlemen's coaching where you just, you know, folks come in and, uh, you know, just have a, have some good time and, and, uh, and you know, help them uh, break some targets so that everybody goes away happy. We talked about the formal instruction, which which I think, you know, when somebody really gets into taking a true shooting lesson, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of guys are looking for that for that formal stuff. I mean, they really, really want to improve. I mean, we even got into got into talking about the mental game a little bit, which, as you said, is truly a Pandora's box. And, uh, uh, you know, there are just so many things to this. But, uh, you know, you, you've developed a system over at the Paragon School of Sporting. Uh, you know, it's been working for you for decades. So if you would, tell me a little bit, you know, you certify instructors. Tell me a little bit about that program and a little bit about the school. And then we want to talk about your books, too, before we get away from here. But, uh, Dan, talk to me, buddy. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the business. Um, I've been fortunate that I've been allowed to teach instructors as an examiner. Um, I've had over 250 people come through my instructor certification classes. Um, The classes uh, taught the basics. They taught the fundamentals. And consistently, my instructors were taught what I've talked about over the last hour, Um, the very specific methods, the very specific steps, the fundamentals, the basics, the non-negotiables, so that when they left those certifications, they were actually prepared to stand behind a shooter, whether it was um, an 11-year-old youth just starting, a woman never touched a firearm, um, a youngster, a a middle-aged person who is very much into competition, those basics, those fundamentals, those steps, they don't change. We have to have some latitude when we move from student to student. But as I said earlier, gun control precision is king. And that's what they learn, uh, what the instructors over the years have learned from me. And in our next class, we're going to be doing exactly the same thing. Everything is about preparing the student, my instructor, to be able to go back out into the workplace. And whoever comes through that door, whatever their age, whatever their gender, whatever their skill level, they are prepared. They're completely prepared. They're competent instructors when... Because when the student asks questions, they have the answers. They can diagnose a swing. They can evaluate a swing. They know what recommendations to make. They know what methods work. They know what methods don't work. So Uh there's a lot of specificity involved in preparing a competent instructor. So if uh, if somebody wants to, you know, it says a lot, well, you know, I would like to be an instructor. I would like to, to get with Dan or I'd like to to come over to uh, the Paragon School and, and spend a few days. Uh, you know, how, how do they go about doing that, Dan? Um, they're always welcome to call here. You, you know, I mentioned earlier to you privately, I'm usually on the phone 45 minutes to an hour with folks who call. Uh, if they're interested in that instructor certification pro- program, I like to talk to them about why they're coming, what they're hoping to accomplish. And then the class itself, uh, most folks come in on Sunday or Monday, Class starts Tuesday around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, and then we go all the way to Sunday. And on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days, 
there are we bring in shooters we have kids we have women we have people who haven't shot people intermediates i try and get a couple of the more advanced shooters to come in and my instructors get to roll up their sleeves on friday saturday and sunday step into the box and actually go to work it's a it's a tremendous class i'm very proud well, of the class yeah and, and that, that's something to be proud of because <clears throat> you know i mean <laughs> look it's it's one thing um to, to, to go for a couple of days and and, uh, and say, well, I got certified to be an instructor. And it's it's truly another thing to stand there and, and be in the box where you are, you know, where you as an instructor have got to be on point all the time, you know, because that's one thing, that's what people are paying for, you know, that, and that's the thing that, that I think a lot of folks need to understand. Make sure you get Marty, the they're, money they're for paying, They're paying for competence. Mm-hmm. That's what, the, that's the word. Sorry, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you want to get your money's worth. Now, now, here's the thing. You know, a lot of what we've talked about, uh, you've got a new book. You know, you've got a new book out. Why don't you talk a little? We've got three or four minutes here, about three minutes left uh, till the end of the show. Tell me a little bit about your book. Well, the first book I wrote back in the early 1990s, and we've just put out the third edition. And as I was preparing the third edition and I looked over the first and second, I decided that I was unquestionably I was going to leave the contents exactly the same as they have been for all those years because those were the basics, those were the fundamentals, and they have not changed and they won't change. All I did in book one was I I, I added some verbiage uh, in the beginning of the book talked about a little bit of talk about uh, task versus outcome thinking, et cetera. Um, but it's still a very, it's, it's what I like to call a primer. It's only about 55 pages, extremely easy to read. And the basics and fundamentals are right there. It talks about eye dominance, mm-hmm. talks a little bit about gun fit. Um, everyone who's read it said they, they loved it because it was informative. It's easy to read and it's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. The second book came out in, I think, 1999. Uh, again, it talks about gun management, and it is a great book for my wing shooters along with my sporting clay shooters. Uh, it's a book I recommend if they're not only a sporting clay shooter, uh, but they're also seriously into wing shooting. Book two is great because it talks about the gun mount in addition to everything else with the fundamentals. Uh-huh. Then book three came out uh, early this year, and book three was written for the intermediate and the more, the, let's call them the advancing shooter. Um, so much of what was covered in book one and two is all there in book three, but it moves the, the level of thinking, moves the education up one more level, up one more step. For, for a lot of the people that they know some of the basics, they know some of the fundamentals, they're getting uh, a foothold on what they should be doing, and they, they're looking for that extra two targets, three targets, four targets. That's why book three was written. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, <clears throat> we've got um, got about a minute to go here in the show, so do this for me. Why don't you um, uh, give me your contact information. Let's uh, let people know how to get in touch with you. And uh, uh, this is something that uh, I'm sure a lot of folks are, are going to be doing shortly. Okay. Um, on the web, uh, our email is paragonschool.com. And our phone number is area code 828-693-6666.
and well, Dan, my wife listen, Cheryl, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, great yeah. to talk to. Some mm-hmm. people say more than me. <laughs> well, listen, buddy, it has been that. a real pleasure having you on the show uh, <clears throat> you know, for the second time. And, and uh, thank goodness this time we had a chance to, to talk a little bit of shop. In fact, we talked a lot of shop. And I, and I really uh, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, folks, uh, if you like the show, by all means, come see us, wingandclayradio.com. Be safe, shoot well, have fun, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting. 